Hello, my name is Louis Carlish and welcome back to the Voice of Youth podcast. Today we have another very special guest, Adri Rivera. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Now, Adri, why don't you tell why you are here? Uh, I'm here to talk about anorexia and eating disorders as it's something I've struggled with in the past. And what, what specifically is anorexia? So anorexia is an eating disorder characterised by a fear of gaining weight. Um, people usually have a low body weight, but that is irrelevant as it can affect anyone of any body size. Mm-hmm. And you first suffered with it at 13? Yes, I was diagnosed when I was in year 7. And just talk to us about that process, about how you, know, you grew up um, such an early age to experience something like that. How was it for you? I was very stressful. I It started off very simple as just wanting to cut down a little, um, lose weight to fit in. It was an all-girls school, so the pressures were pretty high. Um, and yeah, it was a slow process, but still very dangerous. And in the end, I was fainting in almost every class. So I was pulled out constantly, having to do private study in the library. The teachers didn't know how to deal with it. They didn't. They weren't really educated on the subject. Mm-hmm. And you, you had to spend time in hospitals as well, was that right? Um, I was in an outpatient treatment throughout year seven and a little bit of year eight to mm-hmm. deal with that. And my first hospitalization was in year 11, 2018. Oh, wow. So it's gone back a long, long, long way. Definitely. The um, average process of recovery is seven years for people mm-hmm. with anorexia. Well, before we get into it, congratulations. Obviously, you know, it's a long road, but you seem to be making great, great steps. So why don't we get to basically the crux of it? Why is, do you think maybe for young people, eating disorders, anorexia as well specifically could be so common i think that society nowadays is um pretty focused on what you look like i guess um we've definitely progressed into that kind of environment Mm. and especially with social media and lots of exposure um young people are constantly wanting to you know change their appearance and whatnot yeah it's funny because come from male background our body image is you know predominantly masculine but then again I know many boys that also suffer with weight issues and having the perfect body and you know not wanting to look fat but not wanting to look skinny so regardless of the gender do you think that all these pressures is probably the leading cause in you know young people's eating disorders I think everyone has that kind of pressure to want to be more perfect I guess um for girls especially, the whole our current society, we all kind of believe that you can never be too thin. Mm-hmm. And that's you know kind of the problem. Yeah, de- definitely a problem. Um, now, social media as well, it's a big one, isn't it? Because for sure, yeah. Do you think that maybe people with... And this isn't, again, this is a bit... You know, there's many people out there, but with maybe a larger social media following or interaction levels, do you think they're a bit more susceptible to the pressures of social media and eating disorders and body image. Of course, knowing that people out there are watching you constantly, I know many people can alter their appearance on the internet just by like a little bit of Photoshop here. There's apps for it as well, you know. Mm-hmm. You never really know if you're, what you're seeing is real. Mm-hmm. And this whole like culture of Photoshopping images and making sure that your body isn't right for yourself, but it's right for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think maybe, you know, this, this social popularity thing at school do you think it's a big cause for sure if you have more attention drawn to you you're going to want to impress people especially with certain characteristics as perfectionism low self-esteem 
the need for approval. Those are all things that characterise anorexia and mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. And we, we talk about you know, not just social media, but the media in general as well. Um, it's It's gone back a long way, but you know, gender stereotypes play a big role. How do you think the mainstream media, like you know, the news or papers or advertisement, you know, help, well, not help, but push towards that, that um, path? I think, you know, seeing the TV constantly watching celebrities and whatnot they constantly have the pressure to look okay you know the camera adds 10 pounds and whatnot so they're wanting to slim down and just seeing that even at a young age being exposed to movies and everything Mm -hmm. you can focus on those things that aren't exactly positive Mm -hmm. and we'll go back in to you now um if if it's okay with you what were there specific reasons for your experience with anorexia i think i just um ever since i was little i've wanted to you know fit in and I always had perfectionistic traits you know in everything I do whether it be schoolwork or arts it's always been like wanting to have the highest grade or be the most perfect at something mm-hmm. and that perfect perception is also physical isn't it right of course um it's it's a difficult one because you want to I guess feel good but at the same time maybe feeling good means acceptance of others mm, of course. um We'll get, we'll get back into the wider um, range of anorexia and media itself. Is Do you think that the media, and uh, as young people as well, we have a responsibility to make a big change? Of course. I mean, people use can use social media for good things, you know, bringing awareness to certain issues. But some people just use it to show off whatever they have, make people want to live their life and express themselves to be kind of perfect on social media which obviously isn't true it's all just a front mm-hmm. no one is perfect in real life no Everyone no one has is. their struggles uh, of course um and for countries in the western world do you think that there's much more of this culture of looking the perfect being well, of perfect course, for sure i think that in other countries there's more important issues like health and mm-hmm. making sure your family's okay having enough food and they don't really have time to worry about those things i'm sure they they also have those worries but not to the level of our western world of mm-hmm. course where we are just it's a selfish world you know we're all worried about ourselves and how we appear to others but instead of worrying about others or well, the cause of it is actually us not being selfish enough and mm. trying to take control yeah. almost of our body so we, we've seen it time and time again through um, young people um, with anorexia eating disorders and other ones like eating too much food. Um, where can we change this? Um, do you think that maybe within schools, the education systems, or how, how do we, what's the first steps, do you think? I think education on the subject is very important because when I was in school, if someone had known how to take care of me, how to deal with it, how to help me face whatever I was dealing with, I think it would have definitely helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And the, we, from your experiences, was there much within schools? We had one of the ladies from PMH, the outpatient clinic, come into school and try and teach my teachers how to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite helpful mm-hmm. back in the day, but um, nowadays I think it's just there's not enough treatment in Perth mm-hmm. and we're constantly trying to build more to be able to help people with eating disorders. But at the moment there's only one eating disorder specific place mm-hmm. and that's private health oh and 
we know that private health is as we're literally as we're literally seeing in that place like america Mm. you know there's no public public uh, health services and it's just for people maybe that aren't as it have it as well off and they can't access it could become you know a bigger issue Mm. um and you know we, we can talk about schools and the actual places but as a wider range and a collective do you think that there needs to be a culture change I think for sure we should focus on more positive things, even just watching the news, you know, no, mm-hmm. nothing positive is ever really shown. It's always bad news here, bad news there. Mm-hmm. And, for example, with changing that um, body culture, do, should we encourage people to be more comfortable with their bodies? Oh, for sure. Body positivity, body acceptance, you know. There's the whole um, health at all sizes is very important as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we still need to be careful, though, that, you know, that, obviously one step at a time but if we make it too you know body positive there could be issues that you know that need to be looked at yeah. but maybe because we can't say because it's too body positive so we need to find that balance don't we yeah there's a lot of body shaming as well especially with people who are overweight it's um when when i was in hospital we were taught the health at all sizes thing mm-hmm. but of course there is problems with being what, overweight and what, that what, needs to be faced as well yeah um just evaluate on that health of all sizes what what does that mean oh it means that people who are overweight can be healthy people mm-hmm. who are underweight can be healthy but it's all about making sure you are healthy of mm-hmm. course there's unhealthy underweight and unhealthy overweight it's about finding that balance and being happy with it sitting in it and mm-hmm. accepting yourself definitely and through your journey itself um did you find that within your treatment you saw people you know more than less progress and get better I've seen people get better. I've seen people relapse. And I think as long as you're pushing through and not going backwards, mm. then that's positive. Yeah, and that's what we're aiming for. Um, and, you know, it's it's not just uh, you're eating too much or eating too less, right? Um, we look at, you know, other possible, like you said, possible routes to down through, like OCD, anxiety or depression. Do you think that the broader... Um, you know, eating disorders need to not just be looked at an eating disorder, but a more broad mental health mm. um, problem. Eating disorders usually come hand in hand with something else. One is usually a face for the other, a front to you know help deal with it. It can be a coping mechanism, a very unhealthy one of that, as it's not only mental, but also physically detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is commonly associated with like OCD, anxiety, depression. And you talked about OCD as well. That was... One of your cause, wasn't it, right? Um, no, it was no. depression. Oh, totally <laughs> depression, depression, but, but enough. Being perfectionist, sorry, not OCD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, of course. Um, yeah, um, it's just, um, again, from an outside perspective, um, do you think that, you know, from my view, I certainly used to be naive about it, and I'm sure many people were as well. Yeah. It needs to be looked at as a whole. Yeah, people tend to look at, eating disorders is like a way of getting attention or you know things like that and it really it really isn't it's it's got a very high mortality rate and still more um the mental health condition with the highest mortality rate so. mm-hmm. and talking about awareness of it awareness in young people in the youth community what can we do to make a change or what you know have you had from the young people, well, you, young people around you to help make change? I think educating yourself on the subject is very important because we're pushing to be able to educate people in school. But if that's not possible, then 
individuals to educate themselves, you know, be able to spot the warning signs, to be able to help others if they ever do come across someone with an eating disorder to know how to help them and not say things that could push them into mm. a downward spiral. What are some of those warning signs? Also, oh, one of the warning signs, I think, would obviously be as dramatic decrease in their weight. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that. It can be also mental. You could see them withdrawing. You could see them struggling with facing food. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also people getting angry more easily, just being more irritable. There's also physical conditions such as you know, constantly being cold, um, purple nails, um, bone density as well mm. can cause osteoporosis. There's a lot, and as a community, if we can understand that, I guess it yeah. starts the change. Um, just your experience with you know the people around you, let's say more um, young ages, was that education awareness there? God, no, it wasn't. Definitely mm. not. Um, I ended up losing a relationship over my eating disorder just because he didn't understand what was going on. He thought I was just not sick, that. doing it for attention, just being selfish. And yet that, doing it for attention, yeah, probably one of the most toxic things yeah. to say, right? Of course. Uh, also things like, oh, you look healthy or things like that. Yeah. You know, people mean it in a good way. It just ends up making someone with an eating sort of thing, oh, they think I've put on weight, they think mm. I look fat. Just for those people that are, for, you know, that have experiences, what would you tell those people and how to approach it? I think if you want to compliment someone with an eating disorder on recovering, you can say things that aren't physical. Like, mm. you, are, you are beautiful, you are strong, you are inspiring, things like that. Mm-hmm. You are glowing, you are full of life now. things that make you feel positive that aren't related to body image yeah things that you maybe that you can't see Mm, empowering things yeah absolutely um well just before we do get on you certainly all of those things so great to have you great to have you on um once again and you know speaking out about this stuff we here are only trying to make this better so if you do um hear these things and see these things please try and make a difference from your own journey, um, what do you think were the key elements and you know support ne- networks that you had? I think my family was a big one. They were always there for me even when friends came and went because of all of these things. Um, they, they knew, they educated themselves, they knew how to support me. And also um, hospital helped a lot in weight restoration, which helps um, because someone underweight or is not their brain's not fully functioning because their body's kind of more focused on keeping them alive. So getting back to a normal weight helped me clear my mind and um So it's again having those close people around you. Yeah. But at the same time close people that kind of educated or yeah, know, that what know to how say. to help, yeah. And it all starts with education mm-hmm. and teaching. And did any of your friends, you know, have they learnt anything off your journey? I think so, yeah. And I've also, I know that I've had people come up to me and say, I didn't realise that it was such a problem and now I've gone and got help because I know that it's dangerous and you inspired me to want to recover, things like that. Amazing. Do you think that as someone that's been through it, do you think maybe that you have a bit more of a power to change the perception and education around this? I think experience is very 
um, a very important part of being able to make a difference because I can say I've been through it and I've come out of it and mm-hmm. be able to help other people do that as well. And for people that may you know, be experiencing something, were there any things that you yourself, maybe little strategies or practices or stuff that you can do outside to maybe not well help, yeah, but just uh, make you feel more comfortable? I think taking it one day at a time, one meal at a time, and just trying to distract yourself during, afterwards, before, knowing that food is fuel mm-hmm. and it's not going to hurt you. Mm. Amazing. Um, Adri, thank you so much for sharing all this wonderful information. We hope that you can inspire and spread awareness just as much as that we hope to do. Um, for the people that are listening, there will be um, some charities and um, charities and pages to help spread the information in um, some of our links and with and Adri's socials will also be there as she has some really cool stuff on her story on her platforms. Adri, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. You've been an absolute delight. Um, we hope that everything goes well. We hope to continue to get even better. So yeah. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Voice of Youth podcast. We hope everyone is well and safe. We will see you soon. This Voice of You podcast was recorded on the 14th of August. Guys, if you enjoyed, please check out all our socials and give us your feedback. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Voice of Youth Pod, on Facebook at The Voice of You Podcast, and we're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and all your other favorite streaming platforms. Please, guys, enjoy the podcast, and we'll hear from you soon.